It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Ladies and gentlemen, we're taking the podcast on the road this season. We want you to come with us. We're heading to Tampa. We're heading to Nashville. We're heading to New Orleans and maybe a couple other surprises. Thanks to fansofphilly.com. That's P-H-A-N-S, fansofphilly.com. They put all the packages together for us. We're going to hit the road. Set it and forget it. Four-star hotels, direct flights, tickets to the game, tailgates, pregame festivities, and can be a part of our show's as we're there the whole weekend, wherever we are going. Fansofphilly.com. Make sure you use the code BGN so we all stick together and come have fun with us as we cheer on our Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles, and take over every stadium that we are in this season. Fansofphilly.com. Promo code BGN. You're listening to BGN Radio. Oh, un flea flicker. Clement, a falls. Hombre abierto para la izquierda. Torrey Smith. Completo. It is episode number 321. Hello, Orlando, Florida, of the BGN Radio Podcast. I appreciate every everybody tuning in, uh, whether that's on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your fine podcast facilities in which you are listening to the BGN Radio Podcast. I uh, am so excited to get into training camp, and we will certainly talk a little bit about that, uh, especially, and by the way, if you're in Orlando, just like as we were saying in the beginning, come hang out with us, fansofphilly.com. Tampa's the first trip, week two. It's going to be here before you know it, so uh, definitely go uh, check that out, and, and a lot of great stuff on the line, as uh, including the game and uh, festival things, and we'll be podcasting down there as well. So, a lot of great stuff happening, and uh, some of you might have noticed that 
we've been a little light in content over the summer and yeah some of the summer vacation and uh, a lot of that is fitting into it but there's a lot of things that we are doing and trying to figure out for this season which uh is going to be a little bit different moving forward, but I promise that this feed is going to stay live and uh, hot with Eagles content throughout uh, the season, just like we've been doing uh, before in the past. We, on our end, are trying to figure a lot of different things out, which is actually holding up some of our content, so I just wanted to let you guys know uh, that there is going to be some changes moving forward, but we are trying to figure out exactly what those changes are going to be. All for the positive. we got a lot of cool stuff, including uh, get-togethers for the preseason games and um, you know constant constant updates coming from training camp hopefully right from the facility and we'll be you know Facebook live and all that fun stuff as well so it's just me solo here John Barchard hanging out with you for a little bit just to go over some of the fun things that happened this week obviously uh, Nick Foles and the ESPYs congratulations to him I guess uh, I'm not a big ESPYs guy but it was really cool to have him uh, stand up there and talk about uh, people like me doubting him and (laughs) going into this and just keep believing in yourself and I thought that was a really cool moment and it just kind of shows again how great of a person that Nick Foles is and that's the funny thing about all of this right because I keep getting to a point I'm like wow it's it's July 25th you know it is really nearing a point where it is going to be in the next season for the road to repeat for this Philadelphia Eagles team and no one is really there yet and I, I even me had got a little all right, do we have to keep celebrating the Super Bowl fatigue? And uh, that maybe happened for maybe like 36 hours because I really wanted to dive into, all right, let's look at what the Eagles have and let's try and predict where the depth chart is going to be and who's going to make this team. And then something like that, something as as simple as as Nick Foles speaking just goes, man, that was so fucking cool. (laughs) You go right back into it. And as us, as we're just... You know, observers and fans and just trying to judge uh, this team, it's still really hard to move on and not feel like there is a there is each little moment that keeps popping up throughout anybody's week where there's a little I start to, you know, well up again on uh, on all these moments because what was it the other day? Something there was a clip being played. Uh, with, I think it was Nick Foles being mic'd up or something like that. And you just don't realize like how calm, cool, and collected everybody was going into that game. And, you know, something is uh, like Alshon Jeffrey catching that first touchdown. You're just going like, God, I I still can't believe that kind of happened. And also, there's just been a nice little reflection this week. And I, I, I hope some of you guys were able to hear this stuff because the, uh, the SITV which is uh, totally worth signing up for a trial for seven days, uh, by the way. It's only like $5 a month. But to hear this whole 28-minute interview of the entire offensive line, which includes, you know, Vitae and it includes, uh, you know, uh, all the guys, all the starters, Peters and, and Brooks and Kelsey and Johnson. And the there's <laughs> just a lot of funny stories about them in in general and just you know you can just see how comfortable they are around one another and how it's not fake and it's not you know just as much as I will always say the chemistry was definitely a factor of why the Eagles won the Super Bowl the overall talent is probably the thing that pushed them 
over this this large hump that Philadelphia's trying to get over for a very long time. But this is when you know it's a little more genuine and it's stripped down. And I, I love all the comments uh, in the back and forth. And they had two highlight clips that went out over social media. I want to make sure you hear this. This first one is is basically where the uh, the hungry dogs run faster thing came from. That's been on the wall since Stout got to Philly. <laughs> Lane erased it at one point. Just to see how long it would take Stout to realize he changed it. What did I write? Lane erased it, and then he wrote, horny dogs run faster. <laughs> Which is also true. <laughs> and it took Stout about a couple weeks. And then he's, he's given, like, Stout before every single practice. Always gets, he gets in that, like, mode where he's trying to energize people. And he decided for that day he was going to go to the Hungry Dogs Run Faster quote. And he goes, Hungry Dogs Run Faster. And we're like, oh, what does it say? And he looks over. He's like, huh? <laughs> Who did that? <laughs> and then he was like, and he was like that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Horny Dogs Run Faster. Probably not able to sell that on a billboard or a T-shirt or anything else like that. But uh, I love just the candidness of this entire thing. And this was uh, the other clip that they had put out about uh, offensive linemen in general. And I remember talking to Jason Kelsey in the springtime, just how he recognizes Philadelphia as a city, uh, understanding and recognizing offensive linemen a little more. So this was a nice candid back and forth between all the different guys on uh, on that. I mean, honestly, I feel like a lot of people like don't even care about the offensive linemen. When you're, when you're watching on the TV... They're following the ball, man. Like they're not watching. Like, and Philly's one of the better cities. Right. Like Philly actually loves offensive lines compared to most other cities because I think they truly understand football more than like a lot of other cities. And that go back to Coach Reed, you know. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Offensive yeah. lineman, he he put emphasis on the offensive line. I feel like there's also just a you know stigma just throughout time as linemen being big, slow, unattractive, bad personalities, <laughs> sloppy, oh. sloppy bodies. Take it but, easy, man. Oh, hey, I'm getting there. <laughs> but in all seriousness, some of the best athletes in the world. Go get murked by this son of a bitch on Sunday. <laughs> he got 340 you know, pounds and has, you know, the agility of a cat. And people don't realize that. Or big Bodacious Brooks. Or Bodacious Brooks. You got Kelsey, who, you know, who runs like a linebacker, who has one of the best short shuttle drills of all time. They, they, don't, they don't understand, but they don't, size they, don't, they don't hear me, though. <laughs> we have feelings, too, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> Go get murked by that son of a bitch on Sundays is probably the greatest line I've ever heard. And uh, Bodacious Brooks, it, I mean, is it, why is that not on a T-shirt already? Bodacious Brooks, like that's kind of a nice tag team, right? Because Lane and Brandon seem like they have a really great relationship, obviously, because they're right next to each other every single Sunday and the locker rooms are right next to each other. So it's all understandable, but that's to me, that's what I envision those guys, right? Cause Lane Johnson has also put out a couple of videos with a kind of a WWE style. I was like, Oh, you thought I was all juiced up and I'm getting ready for the next one and all that. That would be an amazing tag team. I just don't know what to call Lane Johnson. Like it's ding, ding, ding. This fight is scheduled for one fall introducing from Oklahoma city, Oklahoma. <laughs> like, 
Uh, what is what is Lane Johnson's nickname? You've got Bodacious Brooks and the like, almost the what the the glorious, the 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 beautiful. I don't know. I think that's a great idea to try and come up with together because I don't have any good ideas uh, at one uh, thirty in the afternoon on a Thursday here. So that's the next thing for me. We got to find like a tag team name for the Bodacious Brandon Brooks and the Blank Lane Johnson or Lane Blank Johnson or whatever it is so at bgn underscore radio at john barchard uh and we can kind of come up with that together but this is a part of my excitement growing is you see it's it's the same kind of uh, that chemistry that uh respect for one another the camaraderie between all of these guys especially with the offensive line is so important for the success of of them next season you know, and that included, as we all know, Jason Peters not being there last season. That has been to me the most important thing that won them the Super Bowl, that got them through those tough stretches. Uh, you know, without Carson Wentz through uh, that uh, Atlanta Falcons game, especially the the Minnesota game, which has just neutralized everybody, and through even out this interview uh, in print at least. You know, that was. Jason Kelsey's impression of just like, man, you know, the Vikings have just such uh, uh, an amazing amount of different type of defensive players. And it was a struggle. Despite the score, like we knew what was coming. <laughs> and then, of course, he takes a shot at the Patriots. Says, and then we look at the Patriots and we go, well, they've got some great coaches. And that was that's especially true. Um, they are the most important thing into next season. Doesn't matter about Carson Wentz. Doesn't matter about Nick Foles or Mike Wallace or uh, Dallas Goddard or any of that. If the offensive line continues to stay together, they're going to win a lot of football games. And that includes where we get into discussions about the running back situation. And it's it's amazing, isn't it? Like when you are looking at people right now arguing about Le'Veon Bell and now the Philadelphia Eagles are the example of why you don't need to invest in running backs, which is something I constantly disagree with. And you guys probably know that by now, too. But this offensive line is so good that it is it is tagged from the Seattle Seahawks success. Because that's what we, and trust me, the Seahawks did not have a great offensive line. Uh, But their example of not investing in running backs because of you can do a three-headed monster or a four-headed monster or whatever. And something that I severely disagreed with coming into the season, neglected to point out and basically state how good this offensive line really is and is going to continue to be. So you can have... Jay Ajayi, Corey Clement, Darren Sproles, and maybe not even a fourth running back, but whoever it is, Matt Jones, right? They can all be a part of this. They can all be really successful with it, and it's going to look even better because of this offensive line. Now, you put Le'Veon Bell behind here, and it's a completely different situation, and I would say to uh, a, a, a mass effect that we would all be, be all okay as Philadelphia Eagles fans if it's Le'Veon Bell and Corey Clement, and there's not a lot behind that. You know, you could throw in any any third uh, third running back into that situation. And Darren Sproles, there you go. Think about that situation. Be like, wow, that's, that's worth investing. Now, is it worth investing $15 million? Probably not, but that's why people point to all of these things it's because of their offensive line or their quarterback more times than not that's why everybody argues about it in the same situation where 
uh, you know, it is now Jay Ajayi, Corey Clement, uh, Darren Sproles, or whoever is there. They're going to go, you can do that. The same thing when you point to Kansas City because that's how they've done that. And their offensive line hasn't been as good, but it's still good. Seattle Seahawks offensive line kind of was good at some point, and that's why you could get away with it. Also, you have Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, you know, Alex, good to great quarterbacks in those situations. And uh, this is like the power punch of both of those. Not only do you have a franchise quarterback in Carson Wentz who's recovering, you also have... Now, what I uh, that I semi doubted going into this last offseason, you do have the best offensive line in the NFL, and they've proven that. And just on what they were saying there, like it's not too often that you have this type of combination of really uh, special athletes that are really great at their technique as well. You know, Vitae's kind of in the middle of that, but the other guys are good enough and their quarterback was good enough that that was okay and you could pass through that. I mean, honestly, I don't think too many people are going to argue that if you have Lane Johnson and Jason Peters, what better combo of left and right tackle are you really going to put up against those guys? And then you kind of work your way towards the middle. Steven Wisniewski, does he have the overall name recognition in general? No, because this offensive line, nobody looks at that stuff. They kind of just look at PFF scores or what they did or how many sacks they were going to give up or pressures, and they just kind of judge it on that, right? But uh, just into the middle of that, I don't know many combinations of guards in general that are better than Brandon Brooks and Steven Wisniewski. And then Jason Kelsey is such an, an anomaly when it comes to the center position, as he even said himself, like, I run as fast as linebackers, but I'm also the same size as them, you know. But to have that and to have the athleticism of that as a center, it's a very, very unique type of they're all athletic and their technique is outstanding. And we know that based on what they've been able to do together. So to me, that's the most exciting thing, getting to not training camp, because there's going to be a lot of different eyes on stuff. We, I, I want to know how, how Dallas Goddard is doing and how Sidney Jones is going to fit in. And there's those are all questions that are going to be answered. But to see this for a full season is probably the thing that I will believe in the most in a repeat. If Jason Peters is here for the entire playoff run and Lane Johnson is here for the entire playoff run and hopefully a a Super Bowl in the regular season and all that, I feel like they can do anything. I I feel like Matt Jones could be your running back for three or four games leading the charge or Josh Adams or even Donnell Pumphrey. Even then, you can be somewhat successful because – what, when we forget about some of the injuries that happened to the backfield and Wendell Smallwood not being there, look how good Kenyon Barner even looked at times with this offensive line. And it's not to say that those guys didn't do anything because we know that J.H.I. is – uh, is a very good running back. And and now we know that Corey Clement is a very good running back. But though those – everybody looked good. Like there's nobody that looked terrible in the running game – uh, except if you want to point to like early on in the season when it wasn't this combination of guys. Once this was here, there's there wasn't a ton that they couldn't do, uh, and it got better and better as it went on. Like even when Carson was in, it was a little shaky at times, 
But then once you got past like the Panthers game and the rest, and they went on that huge run, a lot of it is is a big credit uh, to the O line. So I don't think any of us really forget that. I just sometimes it slips our minds in terms of impact because of how crazy the season was and how Nick Foles played just the two best games I've ever seen him, not just of his career, but like of anybody that's played in a Super Bowl, it's up there in terms of top performances. It has to be. The same with the NFC Championship game. You're going, oh my God, how did they get all this? Because they had, he had time, you know, and he did a lot of that stuff on his own. And I know when people say, you know, like, hey, don't discredit Nick, Nick Foles, which is <laughs> uh, definitely something that's being said for a while. Because I had mentioned as like one of my sports, worst sports nightmares was like, you know, Carson Wentz doesn't win a Super Bowl now. And uh, everybody will think just <laughs> Nick Foles will be uh, the best quarterback uh, or a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. And that whole thing will go on. It's not the biggest deal to me in the world because uh, uh, we'll always remember this moment. And we're smart enough to recognize that both of them, uh, you know, really made a, a humongous impact on this season and they wouldn't be the, the team wouldn't have won a Super Bowl without either one of them. So I know we all recognize that. It's just kind of like from a national perspective and hearing, yep, yep, yep. Oh, you know, as much crap as we've been talking about Dak Prescott over the summer and like how like, amazing, right? How that just kind of disappeared. It was such the it was the biggest offseason battle of Dak versus Wentz and not a peep now. Not a peep. I'm really enjoying that part of the offseason as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm really looking forward to training camp. I mean, we are less than a week away here and it's going to be sweaty and it's going to be full of Rita's water ice and it's going to be amazing. And uh, uh, hopefully me and BLG will be down there just cranking out content like crazy. And uh, it'll be uh, a ton of fun to give you guys as many updates as possible. So uh, short and sweet, but uh, just wanted to get something out there to say that we have not uh, forgotten about anybody we are just kind of uh just figuring things out on our end more or less of uh of where to go from here because it's uh, a lot of fun stuff that's uh, on the way so uh that being said thank you again uh, and a special shout out to orlando as it is episode number 321 of the bgn radio podcast right here on bleedinggreennation.com and bgnradio.com we will see you very soon everybody